0: We got connected, so here we come with music, audience. I think we'll get this thing on the road here. If I get some volume up, you might can hear that too.
1: Tax the rich, feed the poor, tell ever
2: their-
0: you mr alvin lee and i feel like the old proverbial butcher who got a little behind in his work here this morning i got up a little bit late and it seemed to be a half step behind on everything so we'll try and catch up and get in full step and get marching together in unison and all that stuff here for the next couple hours see if we can cover some important topical information it may help some folks out there roger sales with you on the thursday edition i think it's the uh 14th is that the date today 1-4, 1-4, 1-4, October 1-4, 10, uh, Dates aren't as significant, I guess, as much as they used to be because every day is prime false flag territory now. Uh, here we go with the Radio Ranch on the Eurofolk Radio Network. Glad to be there. Happy to uh, happy to follow such esteemed gentlemen as Peter and Andy here this morning on the another installment of the what, what's the, the the not so great war? What's the title of his uh, book and project there? The bad war. The bad war. Yeah, I'll say. Uh, the bad war that followed the other bad war. and uh, The truth never told about World War II. Yeah. That's a, a lot of that stuff's coming out finally. It only took how many years? 80 years. Um, thank goodness at least we're getting some of that. And uh, for those of you who may not, may just tune in here on on myself and follow with jim's show uh andy andrew carrington hitchcock author of the synagogue of satan very interesting fella uh is on the hour previous to us and uh i've gotten in a habit to listen to him when I, uh, occasionally i miss one but most of the time i don't and these uh, thursday shows with this fella from south africa peter what's peter's last name jeff hammond that's right peter hammond um A boar, obviously, uh, from the South African days, and uh, quite the historian, a missionary. I believe he was in Rhodesia also, if I remember his history. Yes, he's an Israelite, and uh, uh, quite the historian and a good guy. And he was the one who was supposed to be in Bonners Ferry last weekend that couldn't go. Didn't go. He probably could have if he would wanted to succumb to the jab, and he decided not to succumb to the jab and deprived all the wonderful people up there at Bonner's Ferry of his company and his fellowship and his speech. But uh, our man Brent was tapped and rode to the rescue and uh, did his thing up there at Bonner's Ferry where a couple of the listeners got to meet each other and break some bread together and all that stuff. I did send a message to Brent, by the way, on skype so i know he gets it and today's says is today's thursday is his in church or his uh thing with the sheriff right i think it's on thursdays where he's doing his uh, thing with the sheriff from michigan i can't remember the fella's name right off the of top of my head but uh anyway i know he'll see that message and hopefully when he gets with us tomorrow we'll see if we can get him to repeat the talk that he was he gave partially, I guess, and was supposed to give totally at uh, Bonner's Ferry last weekend. I say partially because the word was that uh, that uh, he got deviated, as Brent has a tendency to do occasionally, and uh, drifted a little bit off. We'll see if we can hold his feet to the fire on this because it's what we discussed yesterday, very relevant to remedy. what we do here, common law remedies and how to weaponize the common law. And, uh, I'd love to get Brent's take on that. And as I said, I've been, I've been mentioned, I did not been bugging him necessarily, but I've mentioned to him for years that, uh, we need to go into and uh, understand these uh, remedies, these common law remedies. There's only eight of them. You know, there's tens of thousands of pages of regulations. And all this federal law is a civil procedure. Federal law rules a criminal procedure. All these where you got to get the I dotted and the T crossed and the comma and the colon in the right place or else they kick you out. And 12B6, which is the common response for any federal prosecutor. Anytime you go in there and try and go against them, the very first action you're going to probably get is called a 12-B-6. Where's Chris when you need him, huh? Uh, failure to state a claim on which relief can be granted. That's one of their favorites, and they get a lot of cases dismissed with that little uh, little piece of procedural wizardry. Uh, all that into the uh, merchant law merchant uh, administrative court system for the serfs where they administer public policy. Because it's not law. It's policy. They're coming at you with regulations. Those are man-made laws, and they're considered public policy you're everybody talks about voting we get off on that and occasionally we get those folks especially the newer ones can i still vote well yeah (laughs) let's see what other useless exercise could we could we direct them to do too Uh, beautiful montana sky there yeah oh I see that must be gary giving us a montana is that blue sky in montana there gary so uh anyway uh, uh the useless uh, uh, effort of voting uh to try and elect somebody who's representing the as a trustee for the bankers in, in bankruptcy the the laws that they pass get for you that you, for public consumption then get to go over and go through the administrative state where they're reinterpreted by these these revelation two and three niners and come out as public policy for the serfs where they come in and ding you so why you'd want to participate in that that is beyond me. But everything's got to be voluntary. If you want to do it that way, you can do it. If you want to go in and feel like you're doing a little more of the exercise, you could pin your supervisor of elections uh, back to the wall with an affidavit and tell them you want to be registered as an elector. I'm not sure what other Uh, advantages that gives you because until they get this rigged election thing straight it's all just an absolute total farce but be that as it may some people like to continue in that i guess it's you know that's that's like pavlovian conditioning right there jeff Uh, It's a very good example of the conditioning that's going on (laughs) rough rough yeah where's my where's my bowl with no food so i can salivate uh roger yes hello Hi it's Samuel.
2: Um, Samuel. Hey man. Uh, yeah, I've been really enjoying that series that he's doing. Uh I guess that's from Mike King's book, um, The Bad War. I I I uh I got a copy of that and I never realized that the depiction of us in the uh in the Indiana Jones movies in North Africa is screwed up time wise. Um that They weren't, Rommel wasn't there until 41, and, you know, I worked on Raiders of the Lost Ark. In fact, I carved uh, a fuselage and wings and stuff for a China Clipper, and we built uh, what would be a Mercedes, like, Deuce and a Half that are uh, in the film. Um, But I never knew that timeline was off and that we were actually contributing to it you know
0: so so weird. what he so Patton in the famous battle there depicted in the movie Patton didn't beat rommel there it was a time shift or something is that what you're telling me or are you well, relating that's what, this to that's
2: the, what he was saying is that it's depicted that there were german troops in north africa earlier than the movie is showing um in the 30s when when rommel only shows up in 41 that's what uh-huh. he said today okay. i didn't know that huh. um so because in raiders they're showing it prior to 41 and because of the uniform i was asked to wear that uniform by the way and i refused i could have been in that uh, scene where the arc gets consumed really and the people around it because i had the look what
0: yes <laughs> uh, what uh, what, uh, what uniform the german uniform Yes. And you refused? Yes. Shame on you. No shit.
2: Well, <laughs> back then I was really still quite well brainwashed on um, what was what, you know? You were, I mean, I...
0: you were still free dumb back then, weren't
2: you? <laughs> oh. The, the, the little Jewish uh, manager, uh, her name was Nikki, beautiful girl, like curly, long, blonde, or uh, dark hair. And she came up to me and she says, If you shave your beard. Um, you can be in and on the scene and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I, I looked back at her and her said, she said, I told her, I says, uh, I wouldn't put that, uh, uniform on my body, uh, for all the money and I would not, uh, do it, whether it was fake or, n- or real.
0: And, and what we should have done was gone, Zig Heil, that is my <laughs> uniform.
2: Your she boy. looked back what? at me like I was some kind of numbnut.
0: What size? What size do you know I need? you freaking William. Samuel, you wrote me an email. Yeah, hold on. Dave, what was that? I think that was Dave's. I said, Das Limpet. There you go. Uh, Samuel, you wrote me an email talking about this uh, subject the other day of the Irish situation, the Deanna Spingola interview with this fly, Flaverty, Flaverty. Fogarty. Actually,
2: no. This that's right, this Liger, one like John actually, Fogarty,
0: like John Fogarty from Creedence Clearwater Revival. What Samuel?
2: Actually, that's not true. This is prior to that. If you read okay. that article, this started in 1632 under I think James the Second. Okay. They sold thirty thousand men into slavery into like Antigua and places like that they started that early on and yeah. so, and 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 when you look at the population of ireland and the the, the decapitation of the men you really look at that they were really trying to gut that place and create a genocide back in the 1600s
0: yeah well it's just you know this the same thing with india and all that i, I wanted to address your your email though because you said could we have like and a section of the show where we could come back in and discuss things that had been discussed because you were working and couldn't get in and, and comment like you just did, et cetera. Wasn't that the gist of the email that I got?
2: Yeah, if early in the show we could get, uh, us working stiffs could get, just get in and, uh, and just well, make comment on, say, yesterday's well, show.
0: Uh, well, listen, man, I, I, we don't have to have a, you know, this is a free flowing, uh, kind of forum and any subject is generally not verboten. Uh, to go back to our german uh, ancestry there uh and uh, so any any of those topics you don't have to have a special section if anybody wants to hey yesterday we talked about boom i'd like to comment and say bam you know and that's fine okay? it's
2: just i just feel like i'm interrupting it well you're it, not the flow is going, especially in the morning roger you've got a flow and you go on for a while and i love it and i don't want to interrupt it, well okay. if we make a, a specific time where we might comment then i could be prepared and do well, that but it, it's not a big deal
0: well the know? thing is is usually when i you know i'm go, i get up and I, many times i'll have something on my mind from the night before or an email or whatever and i always have a, this thought in my mind how we're going to open up the program and get the ball rolling and maybe it's something that happens here in the hour hour and a half before we go on the air or something like that and, or i've got a bug up my rear end about something and uh, you know just get off and pontificate and get everything rolling but that's okay it's just the way that i open the show because generally nobody if i say is there any questions from yesterday is i'm going to get dead silence you know um so, anyway, that's uh but feel free anybody. this is an open forum, and it's designed to do things like that, come in and get topics that might not have been covered, somebody that could not get in to make a comment that was important and relevant, or people have a question uh and I always encourage that, and I love the openness of it, and I love the spontaneity, spontaneity. the spontaneity of it uh so because that shows how real we are here you know
1: practice being a belligerent claimant
0: there you go miss belligerent herself chimes in um so let's me uh with with that with our australian naturalized american now national belligerent claimant their pageant uh, being of foreign descent uh, i wanted to address an email that i got from a guy in england this morning uh about what we do here his name is steve has sent me a nice email he said he takes care of his mother and he's scared they're going to give her the jab and steal her property which she owns well she doesn't own it she has a semblance of ownership she has possession but she doesn't own it because she's a piece of property and property can't own property steve So, uh, once again, I sent him a link, and I don't know he didn't respond back on whether he'd seen the article or not that came out of England. I believe it's on Paul Watson's Summit News here a couple of months ago. We mentioned it. It's one of the best illustrations of what's going on that I've ever seen since i've been doing this okay when you get something right it's like that certificate of non-citizen nationality or says everybody's got to dual political status you just can't top that okay and the other thing the twin barrel that goes along with it is this story out of england where the child's born everybody knows we've talked about it here if you've been around child's born they do a pcr test child screaming Nurse says you can't object this baby's our property Well, there you go. There's the matrix right there, okay? But of all the people that talked about that that article and mentioned it, I know Stat Miller said he talked about it. I heard personally rents talk about it more than once, at least twice. Uh, There they are right there with the matrix in their hands, okay? I mean, the matrix is in your hands when you got that story right there, and it's so subtle this underlying undercurrent another layer down there and the fact that that element of assigning a political status at birth determined on where you were born brings in the entire feudal system and that's what's hidden underneath that and nobody ever asked why i mean there might have been some people that commented on it that asked how are they doing this but i didn't i don't listen to those shows and i didn't hear about it if anybody heard anybody make that comment Let us know. We'll try and get to them because we can explain to them what's going on. Okay. But that's my problem here. And uh, these guys are so slick and they put this stuff right in front of you. Okay. And you just gloss right over it. And it reminds me of this shaman guy that i uh, was friends with and had uh, a relationship with the standpoint of business and a little bit personal he was a really pretty good guy spoke real good english so you could communicate and he'd lived in the u.s for six years so he understood the culture and uh he'd been studying power from the spiritual side for 20 years and i've been studying power from the technical and the legal side for 20 years or so when we met and that's one of the things he told me he said power they always put it right in front of you and i remember him saying that i remember me relating to it and ever since he said told me that almost 10 years ago okay uh, yeah, I've seen it over and over and over again. They always stick it right in front of you. That's a perfect illustration. That baby's our property. There's the whole matrix right in front of you, and you don't know to ask the next question of how are they doing that, okay? Instead of look at what they're doing, which is what the comment was, how is that happening right in front of you, okay? And so uh, – that's just a really important point. Uh, I can't stress it enough. Um,
2: I, I had a comment on that, Roger.
0: Okay, um, please, please. I want to get. I don't I, want to for, neglect Steve. I want to get back to Steve. I, t- I, I told him in an email I'd address this situation. But what's your comment, please, if you would?
2: Well, um, when you when you go into an emergency care or something like that, there's a lot of paper that they want you to sign. And yeah. Of course, nobody. Nobody reads it, of course. And not. I'm sure that that nurse was acting on what that form says, which probably pretty much says they can do whatever they want to you while you're in their care. I would assume.
0: No, I don't think so. I think she might have been a little more privy, and uh, that she was letting somehow and doesn't know why or how or what the repercussions are, but knows that that baby's property of the state from birth okay I'm, I'm just reading between the lines as you are too but somehow she knew something to make that comment okay uh because otherwise you don't go into a hospital and you're their property you know you don't go into a company and because you agree to work for them you're their property you might have to follow their rules but you're not their property okay and she made that direct comment so uh right there in the in everybody's hands and right in front of you is the entire matrix of assigning a political status at birth and thereby bringing in the only system of law where that has ever been an entity and that being the feudal system and hey you're our property so steve uh the i i suggested to steve uh, the only thing i know to suggest to anybody in the commonwealth countries there is the fact that John Smith is the only person I know over there that's rebutting it, uh, has found a way to rebut it, the guy that was in Australia that was doing this birth certificate, this, that, and the other. And there's another situation where our people take the head fake. It's not the birth certificate. The birth certificate represents the condition. It doesn't create the position. It doesn't create the condition, and it doesn't create the nexus. It just symbolizes it and represents it. OK, but we always tend to concentrate on the thing that doesn't make it. It isn't the heart and the nucleus of the neck, the nexus of the nucleus, the nucleus of the nexus. So anyway, uh, I think this guy, John Smith, from a standpoint, I don't know much more about than I've never listened to him speak. I understand from Paul. He's very difficult to understand when Paul can't even understand him. I don't think I'm going to have a very easy time. OK, and so uh, but what I do understand what he's doing, OK, and whether he's got credibility or not. Steve, this guy said I wrote him and he didn't respond and he's a fraud and these guys have uncovered this, that and the other. Don't know anything about that. Don't follow John Smith. Don't. All I know is that he's there and he's come up with a procedure and an approach that centers around a common law birth certificate. I don't know where he gets them made up. I don't know what the composition of it is. I don't know any of that other stuff. All I know is it's a common law birth certificate, and in the early days when he was proffering it in actually in court cases, I'm told it's hearsay, okay, don't know for sure, wasn't there, didn't talk to John and get it straight from his mouth, got it hearsay evidence through Paul. John Smith did tell Paul the story. The lady was about to get her house foreclosed on. They came into the courtroom. They brought up the common law birth certificate. The presiding person, whatever you want to call him, in the black robe, got up and said, I have no jurisdiction here, and turned around and left the courtroom. It's hearsay evidence. I don't know. That's just what I was told. Okay. Came from a pretty reliable source. Second hand from the guy that was there but i do understand the procedure of what they've done how it operates and how we get out of it here i do know there's fraud i do know that it's based on a presumption of law if you go into the law dictionary and look up presumption of law it's there okay it's one of the things i really thank i'll ask for Al Addisk is the one that turned me on to this. I remember the show that we were talking about it on. By the way, we had a listener said Al is still alive. He rents a room from somebody that he knows and that he's not in good health, and he's pretty well retired from the Patriot community. And it asked me if I wanted to uh, send him a message, and I, I, I said I'd already sent him a couple of messages and didn't hear back from him. I get the impression he doesn't particularly want to speak, and that's okay. Uh, but I certainly do wish Al the best, okay? He's a good guy. He did a lot of yeoman's work. He plowed a lot of real fertile ground in our Patriot community garden. Here, And he gave me one of the real big keys to the puzzle, which I didn't even understand until later. The presumption of law. Go look it up in the law dictionary. A presumption of law is a presumption based upon another fact. That's what they're doing. OK, like your second cousin twice removed. OK, a presumption law is a presumption of law. They're moving forward based on another fact. What's the other fact that you were born and assigned a political status at birth? It's represented by the birth certificate. And then they ask you the two questions that you've agreed to your entire life and said, yes, and signed something you've agreed with their presumption okay now what we're doing is okay. going back in hold on a minute daryl god now we're going back in and rebutting the presumption okay that's what we do that's why what we do works and i think for steve over there or for anybody in canada or australia or new zealand or one of the other common law countries that this may be your ticket maybe i didn't say it was I can't say that it is, but I think it does in the in the standpoint that I understand what's going on. And when they're presented with something that rebuts their fraudulent birth certificate, that is really a warehouse receipt. They recognize it. I don't know how far that's going to go, but I think that's what's going on over there, and I think that may be your outlet. I told Steve, one of our good listeners, Gary, came up with something one time that shows there's six different political statuses in England. Six. I was shocked, okay? I sent it to Paul. One of them was called an English national. I'd be willing to bet you just about everything I own that that's the status that Steve and the other people in the common England, particularly in English national, want to be able to achieve. And I don't know how you would do it except maybe come up and fabricate somehow a common law birth certificate. And present it to the person who's in charge and find out who's in charge in the English government of issuing passports. My sense is that's the same lord of the manor in that system that the secretary of state is in ours. Okay, this is all just seat of the pants, Steve i don't know i don't have the time to go research england i've tried to get paul to get our attorneys and stuff over there nobody wants to pick up the ball and dribble it so we don't know any more than what i just told you okay but my sense is that the common law birth certificate would rebut the presumption the fraudulent presumption laid on you at birth that you're that property and if you present it and find out who that guy is he because he's in charge of putting down what your status is as it represented to other foreign countries in the form of a passport that he's probably the gatekeeper over there the same way he is in our system and the reason i say that is because we know they duplicate their system boom 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 they do the same thing over and over and over again why because it's always worked it's always worked so they always do it again daryl what would you want to add
3: uh <clears throat> well uh the this conversation on the common law um, and how how it can actually be the the justice the remedy and justice um so i uh <clears throat> no big surprise to you I have a book here you do and i do i have a book and it's uh, very available. Uh, it's a reprint of a uh, 1898 edition and can be obtained immediately by everybody uh, who's listening. And the name of this book is called "A Manual of Elementary Law." It's by Walter Denton Smith. I have an original copy, an 1898 copy, and then I have the the reprint. I've verified in cross-checking against them to a pretty large degree that it's an accurate reprint of the original. So you're, you're not paying a lot of money for an original antique copy. You can get a reprint. And it has some um geoff geoff was here one day and we sat here and talked for a couple hours and and i said if you get one book geoff get this one and uh it it goes through everything that we hope to have uh brent talk about at some point it it has it, it has the It has the 1898 perspective of common law and how you apply it. It also has the feudal system in it. It explains it in in great detail. It talks about property. It actually talks about all these things that are supposedly hidden but are contained in this one book that can be obtained off of uh,
0: wherever you want to obtain it. Uh, is, it, is it a free download out, out there? Sir. Is it a free download like a lot of these old I, books are? Yeah,
3: I, 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 I don't know. I, I have, I have the actual books, so, okay. and well, it wasn't hard. It wasn't hard to get. Uh, so, what's the title of uh, it again? At,
0: so Merck and right. can see if she can dig it up. Yeah, With the title: A again.
3: Manual. Yeah, a manual of elementary. Law.
0: Okay. A Manual of Elementary Law.
3: Yeah. Uh, The author is Walter Denton Smith, and it's the 1898 version. Oh, people leave me alone here. They're always calling me.
0: I need Uh, a new front fork for my Honda.
3: I'm so tired. I'm so tired (laughs) of that. It's like for 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 gosh sakes, don't you see here I'm trying to <laughs> Trying to I'm change trying to, the world. I'm trying to help Come people on. and you're and you're you're I'm trying to help people and you're trying to buy crap from me. What what's going on here? I have I have you have to have priorities, people. You have to adjust what your priorities are. I, I have actually walked away from uh who knows how much in order just to inform myself. Anyway, uh if you go under if you, if you do go under the section on uh, common law, it, it says procedures in general, the essentials of procedures, common law procedure, forms of action. It lays them all out and how to apply them. Mm. Common law procedure outline, equity procedure in common law, code procedure in common law, criminal procedure in common law. It's all right here. It starts huh. on page 313. And... And this is the 1898 version before the, uh, whatever happened to what law, law turned into. But the, the reason, see, when people go into these uh, federal and municipal jurisdictions and blather on about uh, constitutional things, uh, they're, they're barking up a tree. They, they need to be going in there applying common law.
0: See, that's what Steve was saying. Steve was saying in his email when we did a volley a little bit, you know. And he goes, When they go into court and try and use the I'm a living man, the judges just laugh at them. I said, well, you know, that's about yep. the same thing they do here in the states uh, where when you go in and challenge yep. jurisdiction at the district court level, they pretty well laugh at you. I've never seen anybody accomplish it. Why not? Yeah. Because you've got to get out with the guy that's the lord of the manor before you can go in and do that. Right? That's why the judges right. laugh at you. You haven't rebutted the presumption officially. And you can't how, do it in how many court because you're already yeah. in there under the other status. You can't come in and say, I'm a cat, when you're in there as a dog. How, how many times in the
2: last couple years? Law?
0: Hold on. So i got a question. Who's that?
2: Samuel. How, how do we enter a common law court, though? I mean, how do you set that well, venue got, so you're, that you're in
0: common law? Well, supposedly the state courts have common law, okay? Because all property law is state law, with the exception of the federal citizenship, you're their property. Okay, well, but all see, states under, under, have that venue. But what's going on, uh, Samuel, is they don't have people staffing it. Okay, it's about like the Secretary well, of State of California's got two hats, but he doesn't wear that other hat.
3: Uh, you you don't you don't have to have an attorney or a uh somebody do the common law for you the common law is for the common man so the common man can apply it
2: my my question is you're entering into their venue and their jurisdiction and you're saying you want a common law one how do you achieve that
3: no 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 you you you're you're upside down on that samuel you're dragging them into the common law you're not asking them to allow the common law. You're bringing your standing in the common law and bringing them into that jurisdiction. Okay? I guess
2: what I'm trying to get at is, is how do you achieve that? Okay. Is that in the book?
3: Well, it's, it's by, executing, by executing the procedure of common law that you can write in well, common language. See, when the okay. book
0: was written, that was, that was common parlance. Things hadn't changed at that point, and they hadn't hidden all this stuff the way they have now.
3: the common law still exists you just have to apply it
0: that's why okay they had this doctor Uh, on rents here recently and the guy said the only way we're going to achieve anything is get back to common law courts and common law enforcement And i'm going great how do you get the serfs into a common law scenario cuz the serfs ain't going to so, get up and rise up and overthrow the lord of the manor. That's what's been going on since the Murrah bombing in Oklahoma City. All these people with all these common right. law courts around the damn country, websites, everything else. What have they ever accomplished? Nothing. Why? So because they're so, all serfs. So 2 weeks ago,
3: 2 weeks ago something like that, I forget. 2 weeks ago, we write up uh, an affidavit for somebody in Milwaukee, and and serve it, uh, be a certified mail. That was an act at common law. I didn't need a court. I didn't need an attorney. Mm-hmm. Okay, you you see, um, <laughs> as as freedom minded and belligerent as a lot of people are, uh, they're they're still they're still fighting with the gloves on here, and. Uh, <clears throat> So you you are the common law by virtue of the knowledge of the common law, and you can write the writ of common law, and it doesn't have to be in in fancy language. So why do I bring this book up? I bring this book up because it gives you absolutely practical methods and understanding of, of how common law was applied by the common man in this period. And it, it goes through... It goes through all of it, uh, so uh, <clears throat> before we have long, lengthy conversation about what is and isn't and is is not, I, I recommend that a few of you grab hold of this book, and it, it's extremely well written. It's uh, it's not using sophist language. It's 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 uh, it's it was written in 1898 for. For real men, to, real, real men and women to read I mean for example here In, in chapter 9 on page 95 It says we, we, It has this whole conversation about property Okay Property in general Historical phases of property It It has a whole section on Wait for it The feudal system It has a section on ownership and possession Limitations on ownership corporeal and incorporeal property real and personal property so it uh, it it lays it all out okay it's it's actually right here in this book and uh, i've never read anything in this book that actually re- reputes rebuts uh the general uh precepts that we talk about on here but it, it actually gives you a source document reference manual Okay, something that's missing. We have all, all these gurus out here blathering on, okay, and uh, on their websites and on their YouTubes and bit shooting all this stuff and blah 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 common law, and 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 uh, you know what 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 is that? What is that? Well, get the book, eighteen ninety eight. I think it's fifteen bucks. Okay, it's a whole it's whole history, and and. <clears throat> resource manual on how to empower yourself again
1: Uh, i have heard that the court is the document that goes through the post office that 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 package that gets canceled is the court i don't know what your thoughts are on that
2: the court is the paperwork
1: yep like um especially if you have your signature that gets canceled that document is the court
3: Um it's it, it's a powerful it's a powerful readjustment going on here in, in what jurisdiction court and authority is. And because they've pushed this to the limits of tyranny, people are now being compelled to come to terms with uh what words mean. There and uh, so I, I think I think your point, page it is uh is uh I probably
4: would would agree with it. Well, Go ahead, Ellen. document you sent? Yeah, just uh, yeah. You know, a court, but the the definition in Black's law of court is the person and suit of the sovereign. So the person and his paperwork is what actually makes the court.
0: I don't forget, one of the other definitions of the court is a bench. Isn't that right?
4: Yeah. I don't know on that, but I, I do know that in in Black's Law, it says the person and suit of the sovereign is a definition of a court. Yep. And yep. And like Aye. I said, when you go to court of record and if you look in the later dictionaries, it's different. You have to go back to that fourth edition of Black's Law, but when you look at a court of record, it said that the magistrate is separate and independent from the tribunal. So The judge can't make any decisions. All judges are.
0: Are you. You, you Senior. This is the question John used to say. Are you an independent trier of facts or are you a party to the action?
4: Well, that would be, yeah, the question to ask the judge if he continues, but you can hold the judge in contempt if he's trying to make rulings in a case that you brought in. If you're the plaintiff and you brought it in, you can write contempt charges up on the judge for trying to make rulings in your case because the court belongs to you if you brought brought the paperwork
0: i remember you see tom shram has been trying to access the common law there in the georgia state courts since old blue was a pup okay and he's found it and i don't remember exactly where it is but it talks about it's also in the uniform commercial code and it said anything that isn't covered here reverts back to the law merchant. That's what it says in the Uniform Commercial Code. So the Uniform Commercial Code is the law merchant. All right. And the same thing in in the court system there, anything not covered here reverts back to a common law court. But Tom's been trying to access that for hell almost as long as I've known him. Okay. And I don't, to my knowledge, he's never been able to accomplish it.
4: Well, I don't think you so you could have.
0: Well you got to get the it, you got to get the judge to change hats okay
4: Well, you have to make the judge do what he's supposed to do, and you do that with your paperwork.
0: Well, could be. Uh, Uh, You know, as I said, uh, Tom has never been able to accomplish it. might be that he had not been doing something right. I don't know. uh, But I do know that that's there, and I do know that these common law venues are hidden on the states, just like they've hidden this status. They can't do away with stuff. All they can do is hide it.
4: That's what they've done with this
3: is hide it. The the point I'm trying to make here is uh, let's not let's not elevate this to judges and, and courts per se right now. These these procedures processes can be empowered by the individual man and woman and apply them to these people that are uh, proxies for government called uh, employers and corporations. Okay. Bring, bring this to bear at this level. Bring them personally responsible in a, in a writ at common law to a, a CEO, um, a, uh, a, uh, a dean of a college uh, <clears throat> for what they're trying to do with people and uh, they're denying them the autonomy of their bodies. Okay, so... I mean I, I'm not trying to take away from the fact that common law can't be used and should be used on these larger uh scale and platforms on and some other issues. But I, I think people become completely overwhelmed when they when they stop to consider, you know, th- this conversation. Well, we're gonna force them to do this and this in a court of law before a judge and they're building well well hold on a minute. Good Let's, luck. Let's just let's just apply it. Let's just apply it as um, a, at a fundamental level of uh, a truth, a truth and affidavit standing in the law, and bringing somebody else who's uh, causing a a conflict or a uh, imposition on you or claiming an authority over you that they don't have, and bring them personally into. Uh, stand in that law with you and uh uh, i i mean (laughs) you know i i keep saying this establish realistic goals okay take little steps and bites at this and employ it implement it before uh these these big grandiose uh uh, plans come in about because The common law, at at, at its base level, is about the individual. Okay? And that's you.
0: Let me add another... And when somebody's
3: offended you or committed an injury, you have a claim uh, They committed an injury against you, right? Yes,
0: you're an injured party. Let me also bring another wrinkle in here, since you've got your your little shindig pretty close to happening here. There's going to be people that have never been... To etowah county alabama or that part of the country before that are going to find it lovely i'm going to find the people very warm and hospitable and you might even consider wanting to move there right and this is one thing we've been working on really in a sense for a number of years now ever since daryl when daryl first started coming on there was another guy named russ that came on And there was another guy from the area that called in. And we used to have on on, uh, Truth Frequency Radio over there, we had a caller ID, and it'd show the number where I could see where area codes and stuff people were calling from. And all of a sudden, all these people started calling from that area. Okay. And they didn't know each other. And so I I used to jokingly call uh, Russ and and Daryl were the two that mainly called in. Um, Robert was another one, but he didn't call in as much doesn't call in any anymore. But, uh, regardless, I kind of nicknamed him, butch Cassidy and the Sundance kid. Okay. And, uh, Russ went off and got married and got off in another direction and stuff. Although I think he probably may show up at your, uh, at your deal there next weekend. Um, but Daryl stuck around and what it led to was, uh, this comment from Dr. Robert Livingston. That's on a tape on my SovereignToSurf.com website over there. Dr. Robert Livingston is one of the guys that was one of the original founders of the League of the South. And he went on and he left that organization for whatever reasons. He and a bunch of his friends and went over and founded another historical uh, organization called the Abbeville Institute, which you can go look up. Uh, They got a whole YouTube website with a lot of speakers and stuff on all this wonderful history back then. But in the talk that's there on the website, it's on the 14th Amendment. And it was when Dr. Livingston was still with the League of the South. And he made a comment in there that was extremely provocative to me that sparked all of this conversation we're about to go into that I'm kind of launching off on here. And what he said was, evidently states can no longer secede since the civil war they did something to tie them up where the states couldn't secede anymore but he said evidently counties can evidently counties can so i got with the guy that had given me the recording who had a relationship with dr livingston he talked to him at that point he said he's very hard of hearing and he's elderly and he and dr livingston said oh yeah that was a long time ago it was out there by kennesaw mountain or where the battle of atlanta was really hinged on and where he was given the talk and he said what he said oh yeah well what they did was they took after the civil war they took a very large county in virginia And they turned it into West Virginia. So evidently, counties can secede. Okay. And that was illustrated very dramatically here in the last couple of years when this Democratic commie governor that they got, Soros, got elected in Virginia, tried to clamp down on all the gun laws. This was in the last couple of years. You know, they had big demonstrations up there in Richmond all that, and uh, one of the guys that's a legislator from West Virginia was on Tucker Carlson and said, any counties that want to come over and join West Virginia, just come on over. He didn't say they have to be adjacent to West Virginia. Any county in Virginia can leave Virginia and go join West Virginia to this day, okay? So if... You could get at least 12-plus people in Etowah County, Alabama, who filed paperwork. Now you can have a legitimate common law grand jury. And if you could get enough people in Etowah County thinking correctly and get a sheriff in there elected who would be amenable to these types of concepts, ideas, and truth, you may really have something worth beating a horse about there. Okay?
3: Yeah. that's Roger. There's a there's a hole. go ahead. ahead
0: get to, go ahead, Samuel.
2: I I, I got a question. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Mr. Gaddy is saying that uh, I knew Nevada, but not. He's saying West Virginia did not become a state properly, and Paul Preston out here is basing the new California movement on that, and doing it the way West Virginia did. Well, this is
0: important. You know, whether it was done properly or not, I don't know, but we could apply custom and usage right there, too, because it's still a state. And he got on the last couple of years and invited any county in Virginia to join him, so something must have been done that was right. Yeah, well, Well, so is Nevada. uh, (laughs) um,
3: So, yeah, there's... Uh, i i'm aware i'm aware of both sides of this conversation that's being brought up here uh samuel and roger and um having having said all that um as circumstances are at present and rapidly moving into uh i i think a lot of the uh discordance in that those conversations will be moot uh because uh there's there's actually bigger fish to fry here, um, you know you know working working and solving a problem sometimes requires putting things in proper sequence and prioritizing uh which uh, i i think uh I think most a lot of Americans are out of practice with that uh, problem solving process, but be that guess, as it guess- may.
2: I guess my only point, yeah. Daryl, is that uh, you know Paul Preston is basing this whole movement that he's worked on for ten years on West Virginia, and I hate to see him get oh, forwarded okay. for, okay. you know, being wrong about that. And I would prefer that he would start going out and get everybody to become a, a, a state national instead. But I, he's- I, I, I don't.
3: Yeah, I don't. I don't see him being wrong necessarily wrong on that. It's that it. In, in and of itself, is not a solution. Uh, in fact, uh, their land jurisdiction and geography in that jurisdiction of what he's trying to do and the condition, political condition that the people that are living there, not residing, living there, needs to be in alignment with each other. So it's, it's not a neither nor, it's, it's a both. Okay, it's a both. you have to have the both and and then the question is what form of law are they gonna operate in are they just gonna operate in some other bastardized form of federalism because of their their uh their their thinking about oh uh, well, we're just gonna we're gonna create our own you know or <laughs> are are they gonna use common law uh what what is the relationship of the people that are okay. living there to this government that they're talking about creating and this this new form of jurisdiction, uh, you know. So there's this there's these other conversations that that go on here, but let me
4: bring yeah. up a perfect example,
0: Darrell. Okay. Let me bring up a perfect example because it okay. relates to Samuel and the California folks out there. Okay. You know what happened yesterday? The bill that Gavin Newsom signed yesterday it was just passed the day before by the legislature out there. Anybody know what I'm talking about?
3: Yeah, the small small engine yeah. uh, internal combustion.
0: As of some date, you can't use any more gasoline engine chainsaws, lawnmowers, weed trimmers, or anything else. Do you know that, January, January 1st, 2024. Okay, January 1st, 2024. That's a drop-dead yes. date. After that, you got to do everything battery-powered.
1: But they're right? allowed chemtrails all the time.
0: All right, well, hold on. Let me finish here. doesn't have anything to do with chemtrails. All right. But what we're talking about is separating a a different piece of geography and calling it a different thing inhabited by these different people. Okay, well, in the same contiguous state of California, if you've changed your status and that law goes into effect January 1st of 2024, it's only for citizens of the United States and residents you being a national can go ahead and use your gasoline powered stuff cuz they can't pass a law against you for that and you don't need a contiguous different state to go in there and exercise your now new political status that's opposite from the one that they're directing tyranny with do you understand right. my point so
3: if they claim if they claim they can and they injure you you have you can then apply uh being the injured party in that situation you can use common law writ against them that injured you
0: <laughs> okay so the well, between, answer is the you're, right. you're right this Samuel, you're were right Samuel you're right about trying be- to get to Paul Prescott and see if you could get this concept where he could get people to change their status they don't have to worry about new geography
2: I understand and and that's that. that would be the attempt and Uh, Just to have him understand that even Mm -hmm. even the horse he's whipping is wrong. Well, we Um, need
0: to sick Pageant on him.
2: Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Get him from many sides. That would be good. Uh, He's he's a dedicated uh, man. You know, he's he's a smart man, but he's wrong about how he's approaching this. Well,
3: how do you how do you know what you don't know? Yeah. I mean, how do you do that? How do you know what you don't know? Well, you don't well, you, you you can't know what you don't know.
0: Maybe you take this very timely and topical example and try and feed it to him and show him using something that's real that just happened to everybody in your state.
2: Yeah, you know, just done from no, the just standpoint a on, on my property, i got 20 acres, and I probably spend three weeks of the year at least reducing the fuel load for fire safety reasons right, between right. my mower and my chainsaw. What a moron, you know? Um, just as a mo- note
3: here, uh, bec- uh, Murr, the wonderful, the wonderful Murr, shout-out Murr, she put in uh, in jitsi and she sent me a pre PDF uh, download of a manual of elementary law okay. eighteen ninety six so, uh, maybe you could put that at the end of the show uh, notes for well,
0: today's uh, that's exactly why I yeah. spurned her to go look that up and I'm sure she sent it to me I haven't looked and I will put it at the end of the show isn't she amazing let me let me add something isn't I didn't amazing? get yesterday's show uploaded and neither did Jim Ram because CastBox had some sort of a server problem yesterday and I just before the show started I remembered it and uploaded it is probably ready to be posted and then I'll follow up with today's but yeah. if you went searching for yesterday's show and couldn't find it and was cussing me and jim that's what happened it wasn't our fault
2: so
3: tomorrow uh thanks for that roger tomorrow um there is there's absolutely no reason for anybody on this call not to have a copy of the manual of elementary law and and we'll know the right terms and words and use and and what applies when if we can get brent to talk about these things Go
0: uh, which that. i'm sure he would pull the glossary up there the table of contents what are those eight common law writs does he have those listed there daryl i know debt debt. Uh, new. yeah uh uh there's the one that starts with an r and i can't remember so it says because some of the just strange yeah, labels
3: let me let me let me uh let me let me peruse this for a moment Uh, And when I find it, I'll I'll jump in. Let me point out
4: something else with uh, Murr's link. If you go to that link right now, you can have the book in two minutes. It's available on that site in text form and in PDF.
0: Okay, good deal.
3: How many pages is it? thanks, Murr? It's over three hundred. Wow! Can printed really? Hey, Daryl,
0: Dan, Alan, or Gary?
4: This Alan again, Alan. Uh, back back to I your. Flow I got
3: it figured out. Yeah, back yeah.
4: Back, back to your flowchart there. So so what what you're saying for everyone to do is to first file an affidavit of truth against someone for for whatever it is they've done, right?
0: Yeah, well, you got to put them on at, notice. At, at,
4: right and then and then you your notice, second right? the second step in your in your process was what was it you said on the fault. second step fault fault notice a fault would that would that not have to go or be put into court, or do you you just say and you write that up and give that to them also
3: well uh at at that point at that point when it goes to notice a default, okay. That's when you would get a judgment, okay. A- after they've defaulted, yep. So you would
4: okay, you they, would uh, they,
3: you would give them a notice
4: yeah. of fault and give them a certain amount of time, and if they Secure, did not do anything,
0: right,
4: you would be notice. Right. You would then send them a notice of default. Correct. Okay.
3: And, I think and, the time limit right. is thirty and, days. Thirty. Right. And that Probably. that. That's when it goes into. That's when the judgment is a, a, the judgment is assessed.
0: And then you go find your debt and collector is, that wants to take it at a discount. Yeah.
4: <laughs> well, so but in, in so, the notice in the notice of default, then it would be have, have to go to a court at that point for a judge to declare a notice of default. Would that be right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. he just
3: they're they're in default. He just he just uh, makes it all uh, stamps legal. the judgment. Stamps lawful, lawful, makes it lawful. Right, makes stamps it lawful. the judgment.
5: Makes yeah. So, so this. Um, Ryan, do the mic check.
0: Mm-hmm. Hello, mic, mic check. check. Mic check. Ryan's on.
5: Get out of here! That's crazy. I couldn't get on yesterday either, and I just deleted Jitsi and re-uploaded it. So
0: it's an Apple wow. update problem.
5: Oh. Uh, I don't know, man. It's crazy. I'm like, oh, I've been listening to all this for the last couple of days. And I'm just like, ah, I got to say something. Um, Yeah, you know, I, I uh, yeah, I've been meaning to get everybody's kind of input on what has happened to me this last week. I got booked for a huge network national commercial for Geico, and, uh, and I refused, I, I, I filed my religious exemption they accepted it for the injection and then they denied it for testing and uh and they uh let me drive an hour to set and when I got there they're like oh we've made a creative change and eliminated your role which is their way of kindly saying
0: we wrote you out of the picture
5: That's right you you're gone you so uh I called you know they said call your agent I call my agent and that was the word down the pipe is, oh, you didn't want to take the test. And, you know, and they asked, well, if you mind if we ask why you don't want to take the test. And, you know, and I just told them, I said, morally, I said, I drove an hour to the testing site. I sat out in front of that little uh, dirty medical building, watching people with masks go in and out. And I'm just like, this is wrong. This is wrong. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm a healthy man. Why would I submit to them taking part of my body to test it? when i know this is all wrong you know and uh, you know i mean this is a huge job this is like half a year's salary type of job and and so i filed my exemption knowing darn well that it may not go very well and it didn't and um so you know i don't want to be the one to just i mean you know if i got enough tenacity to do that i i've I'm compelled to try to move forward and hold them accountable. But on the other hand, I feel like if I try to go and sue them for any type of, quote-unquote, civil rights, I'm entering their commercial world of nonsense. and
0: Well, you're telling if you try and sue them for a violation of your civil rights, you're admitting tacitly that you got civil rights, and you already told them you didn't. Correct. Yeah. So you, you know, once again, you can't be half pregnant, okay? Right. And if you try and do something like this procedure on them, they're just going to come back and say, "Oh, we just rewrote. It. We just rewrote it, and that, that character wasn't needed anymore." They're going to fall back on that. It doesn't sound like you got very much relief potential to me.
5: I've got two witnesses, you know, and including my agent that were told directly that it was because. Plus, I have an email chain. The email chain is your book you know show up here you're working these days uh okay here's my religious exemption wait are you saying you're not going to take the test that's correct and then next thing you know i'm terminated so i have
0: well a chain of evidence uh, will your witnesses write an affidavit that that's what happened and support your risk and risk alienating that whole other side of their profession
5: well if they're subpoenaed first of all Mm-hmm. And second of all, with the chain right, of you, emails, well, well, I can clearly show.
0: You yeah, know, when you say subpoena, you got to get them. Now you're talking court stuff. You're talking bringing correct. suits.
5: Yeah, I know. I know. It seems to be the only way to do it, but I just don't even know if that's an option anymore where I'm at. That's why I thought, I, you know, I'll bring it did, to the floor. Did, was it, it, right? Well,
0: let me ask you, Ryan, was it only a PCR test, or did you have another option? In other words, down uh, here on your flights, there's an option yeah. you can do a spit test where they'll they'll swab your spit. That's not the one that they would give you. You got to, I guess, request it. Uh, is what I'm told. I haven't done any flying, so I don't know. But I do know that that was available previously. So there are other tests that they'll accept that aren't where they stick it up and touch your brain stem.
5: Well, even then, yeah, I've always argued um, with them about doing an oral swab, but even doing the oral swab, I'm just, you know, it's just, yeah.
2: A, a couple of days ago on True News, they had the uh, the Polish scientists talk about what's in the vials, the self-building, you know, building rec- and he also talked about what's on that swab, and he said on the swab... There are titanium, carbon, and aluminum fibers. So there's that. I mean, you're you're talking
0: about the PCR swab.
2: Yes, and he also talked about what's in the saline solutions. Some of them are all saline. He thought every third one had a rebuilding, a a self-replicating robot. In the injection, and she shows all this stuff in the True News thing. That that uh, that particular video was taken down all over the internet quickly, and True News did have a copy of it and showed it in its entirety with the translations in English.
0: Oh, the Polish guy. I've got. Yes. I've got. Yeah, I was Polish, watching. Right, Polish, be- I was. Yeah. Watch- He's a geologist, by the way. Okay. Uh, I've got the um, a tape of that with a commentary of him interviewing the guy from the Spanish lab. I was watching it right before the show this morning. I'll put that in today's show description also. Okay, The other ones I'd seen okay. just had the subtitles in there. They didn't have the commentary. It's hard for me to read that. So I was particularly welcoming the fact that somebody was commenting and reading hit the comments in English. And I'll put that up today, too.
3: <clears throat> so I, I found uh some of the actions at common law here. Um and replevin.
0: Replevin the, uh, is the one I was thinking of.
3: Yeah, you know, there's yeah, there's a number of them here. Um uh, the first one I have here is called detinue. D E T I N U E. Right. Uh, an action used when a defendant had unlawfully taken chattel belonging to the plaintiff and then refused to return it. If yeah. successful, defendant must return chattel or provide its value started with bailments, but expanded to the chattel. So then they have replevin, an action used when a lord, a lord oh, oh, had unlawfully distrained chattel from a tenant. This required the sheriff to locate the chattels and return them to the plaintiff pending the hearing. However, the plaintiff was required to give bond during this time in case judgment should be for the defendant. Um, uh, there's um, <clears throat> there's uh, debt on statute. Uh, I'll skip that one here. Covenant use for the recovery of damages due to the breach of a sealed contract. The only remedy available for unliquidated damages, uh, trespass to the person, uh, assault, battery, or false imprisonment. So, <clears throat>
1: um,
3: this is this is particularly important. when I think here is the the general conversation is that there's uh, to require as as it requires these mandates that are not based in any any law uh that they're requiring you to inject something which is an assault or uh take from something from your your body your person which is an assault so i think that this could would would apply to uh, um the uh, the mandate trespass to it's trespass to the person um
5: Daryl, real quick, what was Um, the other one uh, where you had a sealed contract? Covenant. Covenant.
3: Covenant. Um,
5: Okay. Hey, Daryl?
4: Yeah. Daryl, on trespass, you can have trespass, I think, and trespass on the case. And trespass on the case was where force was used, if I am not mistaken.
3: Um yeah, um so we have uh, and that's that's well pointed out, there's there's a lot here concerning trespass. Um uh, <clears throat> we have different a lot of number different forms of trespass. We have uh, trespass de bonus aspiratus. <laughs> okay. I'm not real good at the Latin here. So that is theft or destruction of property in the plaintiff's possession or rightfully belonging to the plaintiff. Then we, we have trespass qua clausum fraget trespassing unlawfully on plaintiff's property. Uh, we have, uh, as you just said, Alan, trespass on the case, which is negligence, slander, malicious prosecution, fraud, uh, and deceit, and uh, nuisance. Um, we have something called Trover, Unlawful appropriation of plaintiff's property by defendant, similar to detinue, but required a jury trial. Uh, We have a special assumption, an action used against persons who had agreed to perform a job for the plaintiff but had done it so poorly as to cause a loss to the plaintiff. And we have a general assumption used. Uh, when a specific amount for a job was not agreed upon could be uh, as much as he deserved or as much as it is worth. Um, So, I, uh, we, and we have a list of these other things. Uh, Real actions, ejectment, that is used to recover land, um, debt on the record, used for recovering money from a court proceeding. So, that would be That might apply. Debt on the record, Um, debt on the contract, Uh, and then uh, a general trespass when someone, used when someone directly infringes on another's legal rights uh, is just trespass. So um, this this term trespass has a lot of specific uh, meanings in it. Applications that can be applied in uh, common law.
4: Every common and law crime is a trespass.
3: I say again, Jeff, you kind of blew my ears would, out there.
6: I would say that every common law crime is a trespass in a sense. Okay.
3: Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. You. You've. You've got the. You got the baritone thing going really good this morning, there, Jeff. <laughs> Thank you very much. What page are you reading that on Daryl? Uh I, I'm actually not reading that off that page. I the that in the in the book it uh it, it covers this from a different point of it uses some different terms. I was trying to, I ginned this up off the uh off the internet here. Oh, okay. Um and I will it I'll actually send that to Murr i'll send this link to mer and and then she can repost it so um everybody I, I was i was trying to find the simplest just most concise word definition okay uh, <laughs> so it you, you didn't have to read five pages to get the the action and the definition So I'll send that to Murr right
0: now. I believe there's only eight heading categories. Replevin, trespass, new, assumptions, and a couple other ones. And they got subcategories, obviously, as you were reading there. But that's the beauty of the common laws is simplicity. And if it's simple, they can't fool you. That's why they don't like it.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, the, the more complicated you can make the game a cult, make it a cult, hidden, uh, then you have to have a priest to uh, interpret it for you, and then it has to be adjudicated in the temple. So, I mean, well, it's... <laughs> right? Yep. Um,
4: that's, this is difference? how this works. What's the difference in yeah. a priest and a clown in a black gown?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, the uh, priest went on to become th- yeah. the bankers. That's the difference.
3: Yeah, uh, so uh, just quite simply, you you have you have these structures all throughout your communities hiding in plain sight, uh, and and one of the important ones that they've used that doesn't get much attention is a chamber of commerce. Oh boy, so, they got that's, them tied up. That's that's the. Temple, the chamber is the temple of commerce. Okay, let's let's reinterpret what these words actually mean. The temple, uh, how how would people respond to it if they drove by that that fancy new you know two million dollar building that most of them are, and it said Temple of Commerce? Okay, well I, I just put it in context, but. When they call it chamber, well, that's that's yeah, that's something you know acceptable. It's a chamber. Oh, it's a temple, and inside it are are the are the adepts that are working for the priests. So, um,
0: Alan and, uh, and group that may not have heard this before, uh, if you go over on the website SovereignToSurf.com, com, another one of the re- excellent resources that's been put there over the years is that book from john hopkins university from 100 years ago called historical jurisprudence have you looked at that alan i know you're real good at going back and researching this stuff being new and all and curious
4: Yeah, I have not looked at that. I I'd okay. heard you the other day mention that, but I haven't been able well, to look at it. Well, it's
0: very instructive for all of you, anybody that really wants to get a good foundation on this stuff, because the first 90 pages of that book, Historical Jurisprudence, are all on the Babylonian Merchant Code. Okay, And back then, you see, as it says in that book, Babylon's great contribution to the world, Was it reduced everything in the society down to the abstract form, and that uses those exact words the abstract form of contract. So they were the first ones that brought everything into a contractual setting and agreement. And back then, when you'd sign a contract, they didn't have penalties of perjury. Okay? So guess how they would attach you to your oath? They would bring the priests in, and the priests would say an incantation over it as you signed it to bind you to the oath. Okay? Now, as the first markets developed, guess who set the prices in the first markets? The priests. The priests became the bankers. that's an excellent resource if you really want to get a good foundation here's something that john john our new student john that was on day before yesterday that spawned a lot of this conversation we've had for a couple of days is why we like having new folks and introducing this information over again as it gives us all a chance to rehash it and we're all in different positions we know more now than we did the last time it was talked about So it gets to be very active, like the last two days have been, okay? In that book, Historical Jurisprudence, they go into the difference. In the Babylonian Merchant Code, if you were going to do a trade caravan and you did it overseas, Versus over land, they had different procedures. And this is where some of our people go off on this merchant, mer- uh, mercantile and admiralty law deal. They had a section in the Babylonian Merchant Code dealing with trade caravans sea, And the difference was if the trade caravan was lost, you didn't have to repay the loan. Because it was always a chance, it was an act of God that made the, the ships go down. If it was something over land, whoever the family was that was responsible for the contract had to repay the loan. Okay? So there's a difference inside the Babylonian Merchant Code thousands of years ago on whether the trade was over sea or over land. There's a lot of really good background in that ninety pages. It's not difficult to read, and if you're looking for a firm foundation, I'd really advise you to download it and read that. Okay.
7: Hey Roger. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is Doug. Yeah, Doug. I have a few comments I'd like to add into this discussion. Uh, number one, working backwards uh, in the Old Testament, the Levitical priesthood were replaced by members of the Baal priests. The tribe. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, next, the Chamber of Commerce. Um, uh, yeah, the chamber, I mean, the. Uh, yeah, the Chamber of Commerce. I think they might be somewhere tied in with the Small Business Administration. You think? Okay, and then, <laughs> right?
2: Really? <laughs> do you think? Yeah.
7: And then, um, I don't remember the gentleman's name who uh, uh, works for the Gecko Geico uh, thing there.
0: Nick Saban. Okay, that's who <laughs> called in. <laughs>
5: Ryan, it's
0: Ryan. Oh, <laughs> uh,
5: okay. Anyway,
0: sorry. Sorry, sorry Doug uh, well, here's,
5: here's, <laughs> That's all right.
7: this, this goes to my uh, I'm going to say this and this goes to a question I have to ask all of you uh, I think what you may be able to do here is to implement the notice and then the default Okay, at this point because uh well that's just a procedure you can use as a response and a challenge so here's my question in the as you were uh, addressing the question of notice and default i'm wondering if in the notice you can put the uh the conditions of Default. In other words, if you default, it's going to cost you these many thousands of dollars, whatever you put in there.
6: Or of course, and then, you.
7: Can. If, pardon me. Yes.
0: And of course, you can.
7: Well, I know. Well, I think I'm right, but I, I want everybody's you know, knowledgeable opinions on this. So, Ryan could actually do that at this point. I think, and. You know they're not going to answer. So right. what this does is essentially, for the third party uh, dogs of uh, you know that are going to be sent on this, is that really ups the ante, which makes it more enticing for them to go ahead and 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 you'll get more because now the amount isn't like a thousand dollars; it might be a hundred thousand dollars. So. Uh, once they uh, pass the default, the 30-day default time. Okay, so that's my
0: comments. You better make it a high amount, Ryan, because if you get that circulating among that bunch out there, you'll probably never get another casting call.
5: Yeah, well, if things keep going the way they're going, I imagine I probably won't be going anyway.
7: Well, you'd be it's, blacklisted it, by now, most likely.
3: Right. right. Yeah. Ryan Ryan brings up a very good point in that uh, this kind of goes back to something I've been kind of harping on for years is that uh, and, and, it, and it's become clear people can actually see now what I'm talking about is that if you think I used to say if you think the next five years is going to be like the last five years, yeah. you're mistaken. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was saying that back when people were saying, well, well sure, it's, I, can, I can plan my 401K and my I can plan out my retirement in the future because I, I know what's going to happen. So now I'm saying, if you think the next six months is going to be like the last six months, you're sadly mistaken. All right. And at the end of the year, I'll be saying on here, if you think next month is going to be like last month, you're sadly mistaken. Do you, do you see a pattern here? And Ryan uh, just, just spoke to it in a real and visceral manner to the reality that's being imposed upon him. It w- will come to your door. All right? So you have to get out ahead of this. Whether or not you want to learn this stuff or not, you're going to be required to, or you're going to go into bondage, chattel bondage.
7: There's another so. thing, one more thing I want to mention. You remember years ago, for some of us, we used to sign checks and everything, um, applications with TDC threat, duress, and coercion. Yep. Well, well, that's what they're doing to him, essentially. So that's another possible avenue for him to uh, put in this notice. So there you go.
5: Um. And thank you for that. Yeah, I, I, I just, appreciate it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a heck yeah, of a I'll position. It's a heck of a position to be in, Ryan. I'm sorry you found yourself in that position.
5: These things move so... Thank you, Roger. These things move so fast. Yeah. Like, they, they terminated me on Sunday, and then they shot the thing Friday. So I had, like, literally a few days. I sent them a notice, and, uh, and he said, we'll pay you a cancellation fee, and that was that. So that's what I mean by, I mean, I do have the, the evidence chain that they acknowledge there was a contract, there was a job, I was hired for the job, and they were just going to write me off with a cancellation fee.
7: So now what I would do is i write a second notice with the penalties and et cetera in there, your reasons for refusing, and they're not going to respond, I don't think, in writing So then they fall into default. Then you turn that over to the third-party debt collector and go live the rest of your life in the Caribbean.
5: Mm. Now, I like that because I do know that that's true, too. And um, I had a 90-minute conversation with the lawyer that represents Screen Actors Guild. And I recorded it for educational purposes so people... California is a one-person recorded state, just in case anyone's going to go, you're get in trouble for that? No, you can't. Right. Uh, as long as one party is aware that they're being recorded. I had a great conversation. He asked me multiple times, are you a student of law? Are you a lawyer? Are you studying to be a lawyer? I'm like, well, I've spent a, five years studying this stuff so that I can have this discussion with you right now. And I will be posting that on my YouTube channel. I'll let you guys know when I do it. And um, in which, you know, his, his whole... Stance was Screen Actors Guild's not going to pursue a discrimination f- uh, claim for you because Screen Actors Guild supports this type of behavior, basically. Right. And he said, you know, here, here's your thing is you're going to be tied up for years in court. That's right. So they know that, so they don't care. But I'm all about doing, if there's something within my power that makes sense that I can do to try to hold these cocksuckers accountable, then I would like to do that. But I also wanna come from a responsible adult position and if it, if it's if it's a losing battle, and I I feel somebody said this within the last couple of days, you know, if you know it's a battle you can't win, it's not a just battle. So
0: that's what a wise old patriot told me years ago only fight okay. the battles you know you can win. I'm not sure. If, okay. I mean, uh, you take that for what it's worth, okay? But I can tell you what, there's a lot of people that have spent a lot of money, a lot of effort, and a lot of time on battles they couldn't win, and they've wasted all those things. And it seems a little more prudent to me to be a little more judicial on what you pursue with a chance of having your efforts, money, and time hit some sort of a mark.
5: Yes,
7: sir. And And the thing is, See, they're only presenting, (laughs) like Daryl and many others, especially Dow as presented before, they're only presenting one option. You have to fight it in court. But if you go through the process of notice and then default and turn it over to a third party uh, debt collector, you're really not having to spend the time on lawyers or time in court. And... and, again, I don't know if you filed the affidavit, but that puts you in a, another jurisdiction, which, uh, again, <laughs> puts you outside of having to do the court thing. Uh, well,
2: that's a question just, I what, got, what, is, what, is, is, is when you're doing this paperwork, should you not point out that you're a national?
0: You absolutely should. You're not going to have a, much of a foundation to do it otherwise.
2: And nobody mentions that. That's why I was confused. It seems to me like that would be pertinent. Well,
0: you can't invoke the common law if you don't have access to it.
2: Well, a lot of people don't know that. The judges well, certainly, you know, okay. think uh, make that assumption, right?
3: <laughs> yeah. So what's what's the first thing that uh, the uh, listening to Ryan talk? What's the first thing the uh, the bar attorney? Uh, says to him oh this will be tied up in court for years well that's their that's their standard uh, to Game plan. Uh, standard phraseology to, to overwhelm you and to make this a relentless unending daunting process uh, this is fundamentally this is one of the reasons why the state citizen and the common law had to be uh, done away with Hidden. overlaid yep Mm-hmm. Over yeah, because it required uh, it required attention to law and identifying the rights and duties of of men and a man and a woman, and they they had to they had to uh, expedite this uh, common law. If everything was applied back through common law, it would drag uh, drag their efficiency down to a standstill where they couldn't make. Uh, make the uh, money that they make in in the municipal courts don't so forget the, the whole the system the, the lawyers whole- would
0: the whole tax system, the whole tax system was was changed in 1285 because in the common law and they were trying to come in and they they'd screw a trader, a merchant, out of their profits or whatever, they'd have to take it to a common law venue. The Englishman would get one of his buddies to come in and lie for him and the merchant would go away screwed and empty-handed. That's um, what changed the whole tax law right there, okay?
3: Yeah. Uh, well I, I mean um the uh, as it applies to the common law and, and its used to, uh in the on the in America here. Uh they they had to change America into the United States. So remember America is a country. <clears throat> United States is a government. Uh this this all fits together quite nicely and they've changed you know change the presumptions and you've assumed they're correct have you assumed a presumption i keep saying that over and over again but but uh, regrettably uh, almost everybody who's been afflicted with this has done so by by use ongoing anyway the ongoing action of it you've done it with your signature and quite literally if you don't I mean, I'll say this about myself. I I didn't comprehend all this. I was incompetent to sign anything (laughs) most of my life. Well, I didn't know what I was signing.
0: It sure doesn't matter once the ink's dry.
2: I I remember reading accounts of uh, the Hatfields and McCoys going to court back in that day, and uh, they come armed to the teeth. They were a very polite court, I'm sure.
7: (laughs) And let's remember the definition, as Darrow uh, is pointing out the word government, the other form of a process that goes on. What is the definition of government? Mind control. (laughs) That's what it is. So you have to first identify that and become angry and belligerent once you realize the banking the government all this stuff that's that's been put that's made people slaves get angry about it and then figure out how and what to do uh when to do it you know make a plan and then implement that plan because um uh, we're working with truth which has power yeah and they're working with lies and deceit which when you have the truth it, that illusion disappears well you're, you're, your 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 taxes
3: are paying for the benefit your taxes are paying and and your cooperation with the system pays for the benefits that uh of the deception that the public gets okay so the public is whether they were conscious of it or not have gone on all along wanting the socialist benefits of the deception and uh of course i'm i've probably entered the sort of the abstract part of conversation here with that but um as uh, as mike gaddy would call it you're addicted to your own destruction you, you've legitimized, uh, I don't know, I wouldn't say you personally, but uh, the, the, the government, as it exists in the public's relationship to it, has legalized the theft of others,
0: uh, legalized they have, theft
3: of, and confiscation. They have,
0: analyzed, they have analyzed and weaponized the nature of, of, of human nature
2: and
3: human nature yeah it, it amplifies yeah. yeah go ahead go D- ahead no, go ahead D- sorry. Sorry. Well, well, well it, it just it, it they've understood how to weaponize and amplify the 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 least desirable aspects of human nature and weaponize yep. it to their benefit yep. uh while people participate in their own abuse this yep. is this is an amplifier they're 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 this is like a you know when you control the elevator of a large jet aircraft this is a huge surface but on the back of the on the back of that 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 control surface is this little tiny tab okay little tiny tab that, that controls that big surface that then controls th- this huge aircraft this little tiny surface and this is who they are yep are this little <laughs> tiny surface and they it's like a trip tab on a boat or an aircraft or something like that this little tiny surface that has a disproportionate an amount of influence over the whole body okay
7: yeah like a rudder <laughs> on a boat I mean it can move uh, ocean liners yep the, uh, yeah there's an element of this that I discovered a long time ago and it was kind of surprising and shocking to me and it falls into the category and description of the depravity of man See, when people want to do things their own way, and they do behaviors that are depraved, the result is, however many millions of abortions. What's that all about? It's it's selfishness. It's an uh, an ignoring of the life of that unborn child, and so. This is the situation we're actually in. The, the good thing is, is that no matter how many people, uh, Eric, Hulu, Hulu, who are you, uh, used to say, I don't care if a hundred guys in the city vote to rape your wife, and you don't want that to happen, they're uh we'll say democracy, their vote means nothing because well, it's obvious. So we're dealing with a level of depravity depravity that's just off the cliff already here. And yeah, okay. well uh, Doug.
3: Yeah Doug, yes, uh this just this, this goes to the heart of I mean, we can we can place this in in deference to uh, the the larger public and the government at large and all this other stuff. But, I mean, what you're addressing it comes right down to how the personal actions of how people live their individual lives, and and they they want these they want these benefits of these civil rights as interpreted by the Fourteenth Amendment so they can they can be involved in their debauchery and fulfill their lust. So, is the purpose of having a relationship with a woman to to have a relationship and and raise a family or is it to have your get your nut off okay is it to just have an orgasm and move on to the next one okay let's let's just just be clear and simple about it all right and and this you you don't have to look to government to that you don't you don't have to look at the the pedophiles and the evildoers all right so <laughs> you know there's 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 plenty of room to go around for everybody to uh uh you know repent from you know so i mean i i hate to be i hope that didn't sound too crude but that's just what it comes down to Uh, i i want to indulge in in my uh my behavior okay and by the way it's just a whole lot more fun to be a jew than it is to be a gentile (laughs) okay because you get to you get to indulge in all that right so i don't know it's uh uh before before i'll just put it to you this way before i could uh walk the walk with any kind of integrity of holding the other people accountable i had to i had to repent and reform myself to be individually responsible
0: well that's what this information does and that's what this information does with the right people It, it it turns you around and you go back and conform to these uh timeless and immutable principles and ways of living uh for the show totally gets away from us here because we've had a nice brisk discussion today um is there anybody that wanted to bring anything forward because we've kind of dominated it for a while anything that we haven't uh covered that was important that we need to there's somebody yes
6: doug in california hey doug hey doug i was having some thoughts last night and i wrote something i'd like to read my fifth third our discussion today I call it defiant truths as we buzz through the hives of confusion, discerning and assessing what may attack in our sanctuaries and homes. We encounter the confused and dismayed with unnavigable plans to follow. I'm reminded as I stood in a place in a stone block fortress, like the many who knew and would die for the generations ahead that liberty and freedom could exact the ultimate price, and would not be dictated by an outnumbered force of tyranny. (laughs) These decimated lives would ignite the flame and desire of the American spirit that has kept the bastion of freedoms and individuality worth dying for many generations ahead. So that place and time landmarks what each of us illuminates for those still unclear What each of them, us, must do. The victory battle cry each of us might hold on to in that moment of trial and test. Remember the Alamo and what those few fought to the death to save freedom forward. And know that God will judge us at the great doorway to heaven as his victors for truth and for standing against the massive hordes of tyranny and evil that would stand for the many in his name and glory. And I will add, so here we are again, my tribe, to help our knight of truth and independence who has sacrificed so much for us. Give, send, go.com. Surf up Roger Sales.
0: Oh, Doug, that's really sweet of you. I appreciate that. And I, uh, all, those, uh, all those, that's not a call... But if anybody wanted to donate to uh, my efforts, uh, that's a place to do it, and I would appreciate it greatly. But this isn't a call for that. Uh, I've always felt that this is my duty. For some reason, I've been tapped for this. I don't know why. I'm the most unlikely of candidates, okay? And I'll tell you that right out front. But for some reason, I was. And I tried to give the ball to other people along the way, and nobody could understand it, much less dribble it. Okay, and so at some point I said, "Well, I guess it's me." All right. And at that point, I made the commitment and moved forward, and and have followed it ever since. And uh, but uh, should anybody want to contribute to my efforts, that's how you do it. Uh, give sendgo dot com and surfs up, s e r f s u p is the channel the category the account deal but thank you doug very much
1: hey i got something hey mer hey uh rob skiba you know truth frequency radio he uh passed away apparently succumbed to the ventilator oh yeah so but uh yeah epicenter wasn't he that christian
4: guy that did the
1: He's flat Earth, I think, too, Is right that now.
4: who you're talking about?
1: Rob Skiba, S-K-I-B-A. Yeah, you he's a flat-earther.
5: Flat
1: earther. Yeah. Yeah. And he does the yeah, Christian show. I, I'm not sure. I haven't been over there in a while, but um, I was just kind of reporting that. But in way of saying uh, we've got a new meme, Casey Brown, that does uh, Enter the Stars, I guess it is, over at YouTube, and he always comes up with different terms, so they they won't cut him off, you know. So the one today is uh, called the uh, the woke poke. We need to use that, and that's a good one. And he wonders if he took the woke poke. So
0: the woke poke.
1: But,
0: um, okay, mm-hmm. well, that's interesting.
1: Good mean. Uh, it
0: should be the the sleep poke. The eternal sleep yeah. poke.
1: Well, the fact that it rhymes is, it, yeah, right, woke poke. Well, you know, woke is the opposite of awakened, so it's, it fits really well. Some people think that's kind of the same thing, but it's not. It's the opposite. So it means you're awoke to accepting everything they want to shove down your gullet, I suppose. Yeah. But um, I wanted to tell you guys, too, uh, Daryl has a website, Embracing the Obvious. I don't know how often he gets to update it or anything. but um, And that link you sent is in the Jitsi and in the Chitango, and I sent it to you and Harvey. And, uh, you know, has the, uh, I think it's 17.
0: You sent it to me, it's too. Yeah, me, me, is you and Harvey, yeah. I'd assume. Okay, thank you.
1: Yeah, Roger. Roger and Harvey. Yeah. And, you know, there's something that was keeping me awake, and the Holy Spirit's been bugging me to to get this across to people here. You know, I don't want people to be afraid to to come on and talk about whatever they need to talk about. And, you know, marriages should be common law. They should be between you and the other one, and the other gender, (laughs) and God. No state. Some people think the state is their God, and so then... You know, listen to your guys' stories about how devastating these divorces were. Well, there's other ways, people. Remember, you love this person. Remember, you benefited from them for maybe decades. So even if you do have to separate, you know, and, and sometimes just uh, things happen that help you facilitate that, and it needs to be done, but you don't have to go to the state Work it out between the two of you. I mean that's that's kind of how my life is.
0: Well, it depends on how you it it depends on how you entered the agreement to some extent too.
1: Yes, and it depends on your you know now, my other half doesn't you know really want to think anything about Christianity or any of that. Even though we we met at a (laughs) boarding academy, that was a little Protestant, but it turns out people there. You know, some of them were like me and some of them were more like him where it was kind of a reform school. And talking to people that went to reform school, it was kind of similar, but I enjoyed it. So uh, I was in a tumbling team acrobatic thing, age 15, and uh, so it was special seating in the auditorium that they called the chapel. So we were on the boy's side, and he had all his friends seated in front of me. I heard he liked me, right? So the reason I'm telling you this is it's just interesting because... You know, it's kind of like a, a, at a prime time. There is going to do this performance, and I'm a young. But anyway, I walked behind him, and and all in a split second, but yet separated, I felt a twinge in my left side where my ovaries would be, and then again in my right side. And I and I just followed me all through life. And uh, Jenny Barcelo talking about you know how generations you carry the eggs. The females carry eggs, and they're trying to stop that now. But, so that was our children picking him. And like I said, I was 15, and we got married when I was 18, and he was 19. And overall, it's been a lot of good, you know. But like I said, how you enter into it, like you said, too. But also, you really need higher force help.
0: Well, I meant from a standpoint, really if, if you went at that age and went and got a marriage certificate from the state, you got to go in and break that, okay, in their forum, because it was their certificate and their part of the marriage.
1: Well, you if you're, if common you're law, a
0: common law, well, you, you played their game from the start. you got to play the game all the way through and unwind it, too, okay? In Georgia, when I was there, they Not got rid of...
1: That's what I'm trying to tell you, Roger. And your listeners, that's what I'm trying to tell you. You don't have to play their game out. You can leave it. You can stay married, and you can be separated, and you can deal with okay. how it works. Okay, I right. I still of the finances, because I'm the, I'm the frugal, honest one, okay? So I still do that. And I can't stop loving him. I always love him, and he loves me and misses me. But we can't be together. <laughs> you know, and it should have probably happened sooner, but it's all right. But you have to think this on your own, just like you're thinking through this being a national. You know, it's a, it's a head trip. That's why I'm saying, yeah, you can go to the state and break it and blah, 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 and play their game. Or you can do something like I'm doing.
0: Well, yeah, there's an alternative. You, know. you, got, you, you took an alternative way of dealing with it. But I was thinking in terms of if you want to break it, you've got to go back and deal with how you entered it to get out of it. You can separate mm-hmm. and stay separated and all that. Sure, that's a way to deal with it. Right. What I was going to say is, when I was in Georgia, they outlawed common-law marriages in Georgia. And the reason was because a lot of the black community would go, the women would go, he's my common-law. And they'd try and go after him on common-law stuff uh, when they didn't really have a common-law marriage. And Georgia got rid of it years ago because of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I know there's, there's somebody here that, you know, and, and they've been together for years. And, right. And after so many years, and it probably depends on the state, You it's just automatically, if you've been together that long, then you're common law, it's husband exactly, and wife.
0: Yeah. It's, I think I, it was I, if, mean, if, if you appeared as husband and wife, you were common law married. If you just appeared as, not even if you lived together for such a length of time, et cetera.
1: In Ohio, it was right. well, the woman it's... had to use the last name of the man.
0: Okay. So there are different stipulations. Different, but I don't know if that's
1: still like that or not. Okay.
3: You, you were open, to, see, open and notorious. I to say, right.
1: Because I wanted women to hear this. I wanted women to hear this, to empower themselves to take care of things on their own, with their own, without bringing the state back into it if you can help. Okay. Well, I mean, I listened to you guys, and you're, you were just devastated by what the state did to you.
0: Right? Well, I, well, listen, divorce is no fun thing. I, I, I've, <laughs> I've known, I, I knew people that literally hated okay. each other. I had a friend in the record business who traveled five or six days a week because him and his wife had such a terrible marriage, okay? And they only stayed together for the children, and when they eventually got a divorce, it was hard on both of them, and they hated each other hmm okay Yep. so it's a, it's a divorce is a difficult situation mm-hmm. uh we're about out of time kids right so See, uh, this
1: is, like i said okay i just want to repeat that one more time ladies take care of it yourselves work with them there you go okay. keep the state out of your business if you can Thank
0: um you. we don't have a uh a Jim ram show today because he's off on his way to a boat show Um, So if you guys want to hang around and do the post-show Jitsi board conversation, you're certainly welcome to do that today and tomorrow. Uh, And uh, Jim will be back on Monday, I guess. Hopefully, or maybe hopefully not, he doesn't buy a boat. You know, they say the two two best days of a boat owner's life are the day he buys it and the day he sells it. Uh, I also... (laughs) They also that, say that a, a boat yeah. a boat is a hole in the water into which you pour money. So uh, both of those That's things the same
3: right. uh, <laughs> same same analogy for an airplane. Yeah, it's the two happiest days of your life. Rock. Today you bought it. Today you sold it. Yeah.
5: Jim said he was going to have uh, reruns. So yeah, is that yeah. so? Is that possible to uh, stay on and uh, have an after show?
1: they usually yeah. don't play on Jitsi though
0: yeah, that, it every Friday? yeah it doesn't play on Jitzy. Okay, so okay. You're, you're welcome to hang around and chew the fat and solve the world's problems maybe you guys can cover the ryan situation or anything else you want to in depth you're welcome to do that uh, I put
5: my email in the chat, and of course, anybody can always get a hold of Roger if they need my email. And, you know, Doug, I appreciated what you're talking about this notice of default. I, yeah, I'm open to all suggestions, including people that, you know, are encouraging me maybe not to do anything. But if there's something I can do that's honorable, I would like to do it. So I'm open to all suggestions. Thank you for everybody's uh, input.
0: That's a tough situation you're in right there, Ryan. Yes. I'm, it's I'm heartbreaking. Sh- I'm sorry. I'm sure sorry for that.
5: Twenty two years I've been in this business. Twenty two years I paid into this union for them to go. No, nope, the one time you need help. No, nope, we're not interested.
7: <laughs>
5: hey Roger.
0: Yes.
7: I, I just wanted to add something as a comment to Uh, Mur. uh She's wonderful. Uh, the The way I look at this, because I went through a similar thing. Where, where I divorced my wife and I got custody of my children, well, she had, I'll put it nicely, she had made some uh, grievous mistakes. But, uh, she lives with me now. Uh, we're not uh, involved romantically. But here's the point. We're commanded to forgive. And in these situations, these... Uh, Alternate personalities We become enemies to one another And we're commanded to forgive And that's not really A hard thing to do But when you do it Then whatever If you call it the debt Or the injury You actually You don't remember it anymore I mean it's still there in your mind But you actually forgive And this is Not a a thing that relates to losing or winning it's obeying a commandment and and i can tell you that is very freeing to your soul when you do that so that's my comment
6: uh
7: Mur is wonderful and her input is also so and all of you are too the guys too thank you
0: thank you doug we just try and take it a day at a time and put one foot in front of the other and if we've had mistakes in the past try and straighten them out rectify them as possible make amends where it's possible and straighten that behavior that thinking out as we go forward it's the way i see it uh we're all learning together this is new territory people haven't tread this territory in many years and uh, we're pioneering it so i'm a really glad to be at the forefront of it here and i'm very glad to have all of you along with me for the ride
7: well we we the premise is we forgive because he forgave us we love because he first loved
0: us that's true doug yep that's it very true so anybody got anything to add here quick we should probably hear the music here in a few minutes if we get uh, ready to check out and to polish off a week here and brent tomorrow with hopefully the common law weaponizing talk that he was gave partially or was going to give at bonners ferry last weekend
4: 35 on the board today.
0: Okay, good deal. Well, it's nice to have that amount of people, and uh, we got a lot more people paying attention to what we're saying, and a few people wanting to contact me and have personal consultations and stuff, which I really like and appreciate. And uh, so hopefully we'll... Have a good day, all of you, and we'll be back tomorrow with Brent, and no problems there. Cross your fingers. Generally, we don't have them, but uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow and wrap up the week, and hopefully it's been a very good week, and I want to appreciate and thank John, uh, our new student, for coming in on Tuesday and opening all this up, and I'm sure he's gotten a drink of water out of a fire hydrant since then. (laughs) so just one bite at a time john you eat one elephant one bite at a time buddy and uh, there's a lot here to learn and a lot of readjusting to do to most people's thinking and uh, it just takes time takes time and effort and you got all the support you need and we'll be there to help you with any questions and to soothe every step if they're painful for you and try and get you down the path with us to freedom we're sure glad you're along for the ride so uh i look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow with brent i guess
2: indeed hey
4: hey, Rog.
0: yes alan in
4: in in that book daryl was talking about chapter 2 page 18 it's a title said government and its relation to its subjects kind of an interesting little section
0: Mm, sure sounds like it we just got knocked off the server right there so uh